The New York Civil Liberties Union released a report called Praying Eyes, Government Drone Data Across New York, highlighting the increased use of drones owned by New York State agencies and the need for legislation. Today, I'm joined by Melanie Trimble, Regional Director of the NYCLU Capital Region, and Daniel Schwartz, NYCLU's Senior Tech and privacy strategist to talk about this report. Welcome both of you to the Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for writing this report and collecting this data. Uh, Melanie, I was just wondering if first you could highlight some of the key takeaways that you know our audience should know about from this report. What, what do you dive into here? Particularly, we were surprised at how many active drone registrations were submitted, and there are over 530 in the state and over 85 different New York government agencies. And these drones, for their use, are completely unregulated. And so it's of great concern to us because there are many uh, privacy concerns linked to this. And also, if law enforcement is using these drones, we certainly would like to know what their practices and policies are so that we can ensure that they're not spying on Americans during First Amendment activities, that they're not using or storing the information in an improper way. We don't have any access to that information. So we think it's very important that we get local agencies aware of the fact that the public is not informed about the policies and plus to support some state legislation that would, in fact, regulate it so that we know and that there's transparency between law enforcement agencies that are using this equipment and the people. And there are also some other agencies that are using them, and we certainly would like to know what their intentions of use are. Certainly be able to inform the public when they go outside and they see something buzzing around, you know, to know what it is and, and where they can get the information that's been gathered. Now, before we dive a little bit deeper into the findings of this report, I know you filed the Freedom of Information Act or FOIA requests for much of the data that you used to write this report. But could you just give us a little bit more detailed of what that means and how you sort of synthesize the information that you collected here? Yeah, so so we're following um, a similar request that the ACLU of Massachusetts had submitted in their state. The neat advantage of their request was instead of going to the individual entities and submitting hundreds, possibly hundreds of requests individually, the Federal Aviation Administration holds all registrations of drones. And so with a single request, we could access all the registrations across the state um, and then highlight and identify which agencies hold how many drones and which drones they are. So we got the maker models, we got the dates when they were registered, and we made all those data available on the website. So anyone can download the spreadsheet, have a look at themselves. We did some visualizations on the website, but um, anyone is welcome to have a look at the raw data. And also, hopefully, it will inspire people in other states to submit their own requests to get a more comprehensive picture, really, of how widespread they are across the nation. Thank you for that, Daniel. You know, I was looking at the map of New York State, and there is such a concentration of Jones here in the capital region. I saw that the New York State police had like some 126 or so drones. Why so many here? The state police headquarters being so close to our area and also the Albany County Sheriff's Department has been deploying drones 
for a few years now, and I think they've increased their use. Daniel, do you have more to add to why the capital region has such a high concentration? Of course, certain state agencies that are headquartered there, but there's also numerous local agencies that have procured drones and are using them. And in many instances, they have not published that they are, they have not disclosed any policies. And even if they would, because we're lacking the guardrails, um, nothing would stop them from changing their policies at any time, which is um, why it's so important uh, that we are passing legislation to put guardrails around certain use cases where we see specifically harms arise and where people's civil rights and civil liberties could be impacted. I was wondering if you could go into that part a little bit further about the impact on people's civil rights and civil liberties. I know in your report, you talk a bit about the possible misuses of the drones by police. Yeah, well, the main concern is that when large groups gather, law enforcement tends to want to use them in order to do some crowd control. And and that's inappropriate in a, a First Amendment situation. So we'd like to see some limitation placed upon the police department when using that. People also should be very aware that when they see a drone, that their activity is being recorded and they should know where they can go in order to know exactly who controls that drone. But that's not in the policies that we know of. It's definitely transparency between the law enforcement agencies and the public that would assure the public that they're not being used inappropriately and also put some some limitations on the on police department use of this. Also, the technology is of concern because we know that that drones do have capabilities to um, use facial recognition and other technology that is extremely invasive into personal privacy and can be used in a very discriminatory manner. So we want to make sure that these entities are regulated and that there's some oversight for the use of them. Because if you run into criminal activity, you know, how much is going to be constitutionally valid in courts? And we want to make sure that, of course, the rights of individuals are protected over the rights of the police departments. And are there examples that you can point to of how maybe the police have overstepped this boundary of monitoring with such tools as drones? We've seen, especially in the 2020 protests against um, police brutality and for racial justice, um, Black Lives Matter protests were specifically targeted by aerial surveillance. We've seen DHS and IS deploying predator drones, so military hardware, during protest activities. A report by the ACLU of California highlighted how racial justice protests over there were targeted by aerial surveillance all over the state. So it was not limited to a particular incident, but it happened throughout the year and in numerous areas. In Baltimore, aerial surveillance was used and actually um, a federal court found that the aerial surveillance was unconstitutional because it it was conducted over lengthy periods um, and recording people's day-to-day activities. And here in New York City, Mayor Eric Adams already mentioned he would like to use drones with shot spotter technology, which is essentially uh, microphones deployed on rooftops that attempt to flag where gunshots are occurring. And the idea is then to automatically fly off drones and having an immediate response by those robots in the sky. There's suspicious behavior detection that is intended to flag automatically when someone is conducting 
suspicious activity, whatever that may be, and it suffers from similar racial bias as facial recognition that is so much more inaccurate and has higher error rates for black and brown people, for women and for young people. Thank you for that, Daniel. And I think that leads me to this question about like where we go from here. But I was wondering, Melanie, can you talk about the legislation that's in the works? Right. Well, there there are two proposals. You know, the Senate and Assembly bills match S-675 and A-3311. And that legislation would prohibit drone surveillance of protests and other events and activities that are First Amendment uh, based. It would require a search warrant before drones could be used in police investigations. And it would also prohibit drones from using the facial recognition um, software. There are also um, in the bill legislation that would set rules for public access to the information. It would talk about retention and how long they're going to retain the information and what they're where they're going to store it, which is very important because, of course, we would like some kind of level of security in that. And then uh, where, when are they going to delete the information? So um, definitely trying to pass these two pieces this session would be important because you can see from the report the dramatic increase from 2020 to 2022 in the applications for the licensing of these drones. And so we wanna make sure that this legislation passes as quickly as possible to be able to contain the ability for these agencies to collect and store massive amounts of information about people without any regulatory control, so. Uh, Thank you for that. And is there anything that either of you wanted to add Now that we know which departments own drones and are using them and what kind of drones they are, any community member should should feel motivated to approach these entities and ask for the policies and the guidelines under what they're operating those drones. And they can submit their own freedom of information request. They can contact the departments and, of course, contacting the legislators in their local area. Yeah, particularly in the capital region where there are so many, I think people should really consider uh, talking to the sheriff and talking to the Albany Police Department and certainly talking to the state police to see what their policies that are in place now are. Actually knowing what their policies and procedures are right now may influence the ability to pass the legislation that would control certain aspects of those policies and procedures.